this is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. Let's roll. I don't even want to say. It's a two. Oh. <laughs> can see a 20 though like i think we're all going count. the shadows <laughs> i don't think it counts if you can see the 20 <laughs> just looking at me I it's think angled towards me the reality of that situation is like our car just went right into a ditch and you're like but i can see the highway right there <laughs> it's so close Can't why doesn't just... it count well, sorry guys, I brought that Shadow Realm vibe with me. She's you still got that stink on you. Yeah, welcome I, back. I yeah. Thank you. It was it was a rough few weeks, but mm-hmm. I, I will no longer say that word. So I think I have a new <laughs> one for this week. I have a feeling I'm gonna get yelled at for something else, so we'll see. Wait, did is it like in your notes and you were like, uh oh, they're gonna hate this one. Kind of. Oh boy, I can't wait <laughs> to find out what it is. Yeah, that's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> So we have our first lunar interlude. I like that they're still calling it a lunar interlude. I love it. Yeah. But do I love it? Maybe not. I don't know. I thought it was going to be a lodge interlude for, for sure. Oh, yeah. That was the fun thing. People were coming up with different names of what it could be. So it was funny that it still is just a lunar interlude. I guess. You get that flavor. You just keep going with it. It just works so well. Maybe the moon just happens to shine super bright that night. I mean, the moon is still a, like a key player here in, in Amnesty. That's and it true. wasn't really even a moon in balance, so... That is also true. This one might actually be more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, so I went back. I just went back to the show to look. Uh, there aren't, like, arc names for this one. I just realized. Oh. oh. Yeah, that's a huh. good point. Because I was like, what did they call it? Nothing. It's just episode 12. Interesting. I know. I hmm. hadn't realized that until this moment. Are we calling them out on it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what would you have named this arc? Uh, Can we just call it Whoa, That Was Fun? I like that. Or H2O, That Was Fun. I guess we have to do the whole thing. Is that a spoiler? I mean, it definitely <laughs> works after the fact. I called it, when we posted last week's episode, or two weeks ago's episode, I called it uh, The Great Kepler Water Hazard. So I'm going <laughs> to go with that. My idea is great. Yeah. I mean, it does help talking about the story parts to have a name. I think so. I enjoyed, again, I enjoyed all the names from the, the previous chapters. arcs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would call this one just Wet and Wild. Keep it simple. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Also, speaking of uh, the episode two weeks ago, I, in my crazed state trying to get it all edited and put up, I totally thought we would be in San Diego this week. So I do apologize if anybody's confused. They're like, Nell said it wasn't going to be. It. We're not. We're there next week. It'll be fine. We know how time works. Congratulations. The episode's on time. I don't. You're all winners. Actually, we all pushed back our uh, vacation to San Diego. We said San Diego. Just to get this out. You wait so. for us now. No, we made them reschedule the entire convention. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. We thought ahead. Like, listen, guys. It's our fault Marvel isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to be. And then we were like, can we push it back, though? And now nobody gets to enjoy them. So if you guys, right now, here comes Marvel. <laughs> they couldn't make it to Comic-Con. They can make it to our show. Stanley, everybody. <laughs> so we don't actually have Stanley. That was just a goof. Uh, but we do have... Uh, Jay Coolice, let's talk about these. Uh, let's talk about our sweet monsters here. Our sweet boy. 
who's taken us all on a ski trip. So this is where my word comes in, because they say Uh it's a day trip, but it wasn't Uh a day trip. It was a staycation. No. (laughs) Get out. See? Uh, I can get I can get Emily on speed dial here. If, uh... <laughs> they said they walked four minutes. Like it takes me longer than that to go from one end of my house to the other. Like come on. You are correct. It is that a staycation, is... but don't See? ever use that word again. That's that's it. That's the moratorium on it. We're gonna just have a whiteboard of words that we're not allowed to say on the show anymore. Hangry's on there. Staycations on there. Glamping. That too. <laughs> I don't even remember. Glamping. That's just a preeminent. We know it's probably going to come up. Don't even try it. We did get, we I get another. The ski, the ski music is delightful. I, I, I just want to point Thank that you. out before we move on. I was trying on. to think of how to get there. And I love that you just jumped right into it because you're totally right. <laughs> it's darling. And we get another amazing name. Mount Kepler Ski Trails Park and Resort and Restaurant? No. And Burgers. And Burgers. There we go. I think that was it. I'm glad you wrote it And not it down. poutine. <laughs> with no poutine. I like how they did this, like right off that it was kind of like Barclay and the kids, even though I don't think Barclay, to me, he's not that much older than them, but it is kind of like no. he's like the older brother taking, mm-hmm. and then these, the kids, quote unquote, are not that young either. They're all, I'm sure, early to mid 20s, I'm guessing. Right. Aubrey and Danny and uh, Jake He's just Kulis. the mother hen of the group. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> I'll take, okay, you guys all want to go skiing, I'll go with them. And Ned just keeps displaying how much he's my guy in this amnesty park. <laughs> that his immediate response is, I'm chilling the fuck out and drinking a hot toddy. Thank you. I'm like, cool. I'm going to the lodge with Ned. Bye, everybody. <laughs> like the duck's response is, he's going to go out on a date with Ned. To Wolfenberger? What was that place called? <laughs> it was Wolf uh, Ember. Wolf, Wolf Ember. Wolf- I like Wolfenberger. Wolfenberger. Yeah. Wolfenberger. <laughs> That's my new place. That, maybe that's a maybe that's a menu item there. Oh, oh yeah. The Wolfember Wolfenburger. Wolfenburger. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang on. Can we open a cryptid themed cafe just like as a side <gasps> job? I yes, mean, please. there is one in the Seattle airport, <laughs> but yes. And which one? Uh, the Seattle airport. Oh yeah, you showed us. Is At that the, the end one with terminal? The Bigfoot wearing high heels. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> That's just my thing that I stole off the internet. I will give credit as needed. But. It was a beautiful image. I'm writing mm-hmm. down Cryptid Cafe. I can't wait to forget it. what that means. But it is absolutely a date. Well, and he wouldn't tell him why. It's like, I need him to go with me for no particular reason. Like, hey, that sounds like how I would proposition a date. But we do have some uh, some discourse before they actually end up net or Duck actually shows up to mm-hmm. take Ned out. Because we start with Barclay and the crew. I'm trying to think of a fun name for this set. Jake Cool Ice and his... Um... Cool Pack? <laughs> something in that. <laughs> I was going to say pack. Jake Cool Ice and his icicles. Yeah. That sounds dirty. <laughs> it does sound a little dirty now that I say it out loud. <laughs> Jake Cool Ice... Put your, no, put your icicles I, away. Jake I don't cool think we, everyone could see them. We don't have to be worried about bad, slightly sexual sounding names, considering that Griffin was prompting them for names of, of like the ski slope. And, and it was Travis that came up with Slippery Dippery. Okay, the slip and dip, the slippy dippy. Again, they're missing the slippery slope. Guys, I tried to give it to uh, him for. That's a good yeah. one. Again, it, it works it, that one, for so many different things. True. <laughs> oh, 
Sorry, I just remembered. I was like, wait, Moira is there too. But maybe their group went off somewhere else. Maybe there was like an adult group and she's she's over with them. It's always my dream. Only adults go over right. here. Kids, get out of here. Go on your own yeah. little bunny trail. You go with Barclay. You go with Dad. <laughs> Big brother. I like them talking about all the different stunts that Aubrey's going to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she let me know that every time I attempt to ski, it is a stunt spectacular. So I feel so much better <laughs> about myself. Yeah. Also, this is where I did take about a good 10-minute break to check out more um, ski lingo. Oh. Just because. Lay it on us. I've never downhill skied. I've only cross-country. And I needed to know if pizza and french fries was an actual thing. And it is. It is, yeah. Mm. So some of my favorite were brain bucket is a helmet. Gross. Right? I was like, just helmet is so much easier to say. What are you doing? Much easier. Gaper, a skier who doesn't understand proper on-slope etiquette, ski wear, or ski technique. Oh, that's that dude who shows up in jeans. Y'all. Mashed potatoes to go along with your french fries. That's the wet, heavy snow. Mm. Um, Here's my favorite and saddest as well. A yard sale. A major fall resulting in skiers' clothes or equipment being strewn all over the hill (laughs) akin to a yard sale. It's like, because that is such the cartoonish version of skiing. Yeah. But apparently it happens for real. Like, real humans do that. That's terrifying. It is, except in my mind, it is just very cartoonish. Like, and then they're always okay. Nothing's ever broken. They just lost their underwear somehow. It's just like, I like (laughs) yours. They're like stripped all the way down. All the way down. (laughs) Jake, I found your boxers. You just keep sitting there. I'm coming to you. Don't worry. And here's what I would be a butt dragger, a novice who has fallen and is sliding down the slope on their ass. Mm. So, this has been uh, Ski Terminology with Brittany Bailey. And Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. For the record, not to downplay your contribution, Brittany, but I would pay so much money for like a parody, uh, a parody video of this, like of with ski terminology that uh, was like yeah. skiing fundamentals with Jake Cool Ice. Oh, uh, absolutely. This is a great idea. If we could get Jake on the line, yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> And I'm really disappointed that there was nothing, there's no term for the person who tags along with the ski group and then never skis. I oh. looked on like three different oh, sites for that. I'm like, that's what net is. Seriously, why would there not be? Let's come up with that term right now. Okay. Oh, dear. I'm going to call them the hot toddy. <laughs> the hot toddy ant, because that's the wintertime equivalent of a vodka ant sitting next to a pool. <laughs> And this isn't exclusive to to girls. Don't worry, everybody. Anybody can be a, a hot toddy ant. See, I know you're saying a u n t, but I'm yeah. hearing like a n t. Like you know, there's a bar, there's a bar fly, and then a hot toddy ant. Oh, I love that. That's what it is now. It goes along also with this like people love giving animal terms to things like a bunny trail. I would say like yeah. a ski bunny, a ski yeah. bunny ski who bunnies. is a female. It's like why do they always have to be a female? Rude. <laughs> is there a ski rabbit then? Also, mm-hmm. along the line of ski bunny, I would call them a lodge rat or maybe a lodge opossum. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I have another contribution. I think I, I like both of those. I, I don't. I don't have a third one. I don't know. I. I... <laughs> Now I'm on the spot and I've got nothing. It'll come up in 15 minutes. Yeah, give me like 15 minutes and I'll just scream cool. something. Yeah, when you come up with it. Well, then in the meantime, we, we just kind of establish as we hop back and forth between these two groups, it's 
what did we say their group was? It wasn't the icicles because that was dirty. Um, <laughs> I, I was stuck on that. I didn't. I didn't internalize anything else. Jay Coolice and his. We went with ice pack. I think. I, th- I think ice snow pack is also yeah. good, but I think Jay ice Coolice pack, and yeah. the ice pack. Okay, that is cute. Now I like that. Yeah. Now that I'm paying attention and not focusing on icicles. <laughs> now that your mind's out of the fucking gutter, uh, put it back into the gutter because let's go see Ned over at the lodge. He's being the hot toddy aunt. <laughs> So he says something so beautiful right here. Mm. When they talk about H2O. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Eugene brings up, oh, you hear what happened to H2O? And Ned says, (laughs) oh, that was a shame. And I was like, why is that not the new name of it? That's H2O, that was a shame. Instead of H2O, that was fun. (laughs) I thought he was going with that was fun. But he goes, that was a shame. I was like, holy shit, new branding. We've got That's it. That's so clever. I did not even think of that. Peaceful. I was entertained by how how prescient the name of the, the place was in the first place, that it was that yeah. was fun uh-huh. and not like that is fun. <laughs> like it was it was always going to end badly. It was since it was in past tense. It was doomed to fail. Yeah. Also, there is a World Cup of skiing. Is it called that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, do you think he actually knew that or do you think he was just bullshitting and he happened to land on something? I do not think he knew that. (laughs) I think both Ned and Clint. Clint? I forgot his actual human name. Um, (laughs) Internet father. Yes. I think they both knew. I think they're both world wise men who are kind of goofy, who know a bunch of crap. But I also, he let Griffin keep revving him, so maybe not. Maybe he was just trying to be funny. But it is real. There you go. You're full of facts today. I am. The, the trip to the Shadow Realm did you well. It's true. I feel very refreshed now. Mm-hmm. Everyone, say your, say your ill-begotten word. Get yourself to the Shadow Realm. Stay yeah. for a week or two. You're going to feel great. You'll come back with a new appreciation for living life outside of Shadow. <laughs> I do love that uh, Ned's theory on what did happen to h2o that was fun was first of all wild dogs <laughs> of all of the things huge wild dogs right like the fucking slides were torn apart and just water was everywhere things were you know manually shut down dogs did it well then he did and throw then he throws barclay back i say bigfoot under the bus i feel like he and barclay must have some kind of beef because it keeps happening. I think he's just a bad liar, which is hilarious considering the character is a con man. But I'm I'm loving that as a development a that he's just liar. really yeah that it's just so left field. And maybe maybe it's more believable that way that it's such a terrible lie that you have to assume the person's telling the truth. Maybe he's just a bad liar who's very charming, or that he just has no idea. Isn't he just making it up? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's I, not like this is what I assume happened. Not I know yeah. for a fact. No, well, but no, he no, still no, has no. to cover. Yeah, pack of large dogs and big feet came through. Well, and I will say this too for him throwing a uh, big feet in there because he's Ned Shakin who has a video of a Bigfoot. Right. So that could also be like to his so credit. So it's cross promotion. Yeah, him being like, <laughs> I know for sure they. He's exist. trying to build his brand. Yeah. He's trying to bring big dogs into it, so now he can start selling stuff about that. Maybe that's what Jake Coolice turns into. <gasps> I could only hope. Maybe he's a sweet pupper who shreds it down the I think snowy mountain. He is a ski bunny. He's a little oh, bunny. Yes, I like that. That would explain why you can do a backflip standing still. Oh, it's all come to pass. <laughs> now, do you think this aliens theory 
is actually something. Like, do you think this story is actually something? I think it is. It is something. I think it did happen to Eugene. Yeah. Yeah. I think it obviously has something to do with either the Shadow Realm, which I've been to, or the, uh, or Sylvain, or wherever uh, Minerva came from. Because mm. he said it was in 88, right? Which yeah. holding the gate since 88. Ooh, true. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's why this show exists. Yeah. At Griffin, he'll get you. He will. He will get He's you. Sneaky. It takes three of us to keep up with his <laughs> fucking twists and turns. Well, I absolutely adored the sound effects he added oh, yes. to the story. The music, that was hysterical. That was absolutely choice. It was genuinely kind of like spooky and yeah. creepy Until the first time. <laughs> retelling it and it comes back I'm like okay now it's funny now it was hilarious oh speaking of Griffin being sneaky before we move on he pitched in the course of this or felt that he had to the possibility of a haunted ski resort at some point in the future please do this please (laughs) don't be afraid of this idea Mm -hmm. (laughs) please please lock them at some point just lock them in you've established this ski resort you can lock them in there there can be some monster I'm 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 100 percent in. I love this. Yeah, I second that emotion. Yeah, all the goofing about Ned having been dead this entire time is <laughs> very funny because that's a funny joke. Like it's it doesn't you have to have it be like in just the right circumstances to use that kind of joke, and it's always yeah. so funny when it's like. Well, that person's been dead for 15 years. What are you talking about? I'm always down for references to The Shining, although we did not get the hedge maze. Not yet. Not yet. That's true. Not yet. Do The Shining episode, you cowards. You know you want to. (laughs) Gotta be so good. Anne's calling you out. (laughs) This is our call-out episode. Why aren't you naming your chapters? Why didn't they go to The Shining? (laughs) To The Shining. Why? Oh, uh, but Duck does show up, and uh, like the hero all of us need sometimes, it's like, let me uh, take you out of this conversation, and (laughs) on a straight-up date. Right? Who is that that guy or that friend that, like, you're in a really uncomfortable conversation, someone's like, hey, come join me. Again, we need names for all kinds of people. Yeah, that's true. That that needs a term. I don't know. Maybe it's just hero. Straight up. Rescue ranger. That's cute. Rescue Ranger. <gasps> Bring back this little, this theme of rodents. Apparently it's also <laughs> happening on this show. I like it. He's a real Rescue Ranger for Ned here. Hold on. Yeah. Duck is literally a Rescue Ranger, though. <gasps> oh, geez, oh he is. God. It is what he does. He is a little rodent that rescues people. <laughs> no, he's a duck. He's a I bird. Damn it. But he is a ranger. I mean, they had, they had offshoots. There was a mouse. There was probably a bird on an episode, maybe. I'm trying to remember if there were any birds. What if we I just call that person a Darkwing Duck who comes and saves you from an awkward conversation? I love that, too. <laughs> they both work, and they're both Ned, so not Ned. <laughs> duck. This is that, too, really coming to I need to go us. back to the Shadow Realm. Hang on. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Okay. Okay. My next note yeah. is about Hornets. Speaking of trying to name things and possibly mm-hmm. coming up with a bad name, and Aubrey calls them out and be like, Hornets are not <laughs> known for being in the cold or the ice. Like, what or are you skiing, even doing here? Generally. <laughs> or skiing or yeah. doing sick tricks. God, that would be terrifying, though, if you were skiing and you were being chased by Hornets. That's that would true. be really bad. I don't like that. Like little ones, like regular sized ones, yeah? Yeah, regular. No, not like a Any giant kind hornet. Of hornet. No. <laughs> 
A giant hornet, I think I would actually be less afraid of a giant yeah, hornet. You could definitely miss that butt. Than a easier. small one. This yeah. is this is like the elephant sized duck or the duck sized elephants. <laughs> I thought question. it was horses. <laughs> is it horses? I've heard I think I've heard both, but <laughs> let's answer it right now. Which one? Our hypothetical about I've hornets. I've never heard any of this. You have never I'm heard going this? With the horse sized duck. I've heard it ele- I've heard both. <laughs> I was saying which one's scarier or which one's better? It, I think it's which one would you rather fight? Which yes, one would you rather, you rather fight? fight? A hundred. Okay, we'll go with elephant. A hundred <laughs> duck-sized elephants or one elephant-sized duck. Not Newton, an actual duck. But yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Big one. I feel like the elephant-sized mm-hmm. duck, and then I would tame him and ride him. Interesting choice. Bringing a Magnus mentality to the table here. It's basically a chocobo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a good call. So now that that's settled, uh, we can go back to the, uh, the hornets showing up. And this first one is Keith is the one with the mohawk. Yeah, Keith's the yes. not the leader, but the, the bratty the, one. Right. The real dinkus that shows up here after Aubrey crashes into their stuff. Which, what, don't put stuff all over a ski slope. That's not yours. Right. You are in the wrong here. And our poor sweet Jake. I'm like, don't you talk to him that way. And Aubrey feels the same. I loved Aubrey and Travis peeking. <laughs> Griffin's He's like, you had to defend our boy. Yeah, I was that like, was, oh. have I ever been prouder of Griffin than in that moment? Maybe not. <laughs> speaking, speaking for fandom through griffin <laughs> we have to defend we have to defend him i love it there have now been multiple instances where they refer to jake as our boy mm. and i feel like he's become a bit of a sweetheart yeah he's definitely it's always the ones that start as goofs mm-hmm. right he's the lodge darling for sure he's the very blue jeans <laughs> of this one. oh my gosh you are totally right because i'll 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 get real defensive <laughs> of a berry blue jeans honor real quick <laughs> What does Jake turn into? Who knows? I hope he turns into, like, something horrifying and scary that can totally hold his own. And they're still like, this is our sweet boy. Back off. Oh. Or See, a bunny. I still hope it's a bunny. Maybe yeah. it's a big old monstrous it, bunny. That it would make... <laughs> An elephant-sized oh, bunny. It would make so much more sense than if if um, if Aubrey in particular is really defensive of Jake. If That's he's a true. Bunny. Uh-huh. A little Arctic rabbit. Surprise that Jake is Dr. Harris. Have you ever seen them together in the same room? No. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just cracked this case. What's that? I'm getting a telegram right now. Oh, uh, Griffin has given up the adventure zone because Brittany just blew his plot line out of the water. Sorry, friends. It's all over. That's the end of the adventure zone. Way to go, Brittany. I'll meet y'all in the shadow room. I do want to point out that at some point, I think... At the beginning of Amnesty, when they were first talking about Kepler, I think I made a reference to the movie Better Off Dead, and that is basically kind of what's happening, that there may have to be some kind of ski-off with the the mm. ski brat at some point in the future. <laughs> I mean... I'm pretty sure I did. I would have to go back and listen to the tapes, but I, I, it doesn't seem do like that. I would think I made a reference to that movie without right, having it, done you... so. <laughs> it's not a great I film. listen to the tapes. <laughs> Let's get the evidence up in here. No, uh, I think you're right, though. If you feel like you've made that comment, I'm sure you're yeah, correct, and yeah. you did. And I do want to see the Hornets go down. Absolutely. Maybe this is going to be like a running like a running rivalry. Certainly could be. Because when does... I mean, we're they kind of hop back and forth. It's hard to remember what happened before which break to which, which group yeah. here. Um, 
Because Hollis is interesting right now. Hollis does show up. The rest of the Hornets show up, and Hollis is their leader. We don't know much about this person. They seem very, they're mysterious, but they seem pretty chill. Yeah, but sometimes it's the quiet ones, though, isn't it? Right. Exactly. I was going to say, he's going to be like the sneaky villain. Well, and I like that we don't know if it's what gender this person is. Because Griffin kept saying they, and I'm like, hmm, I love this. Oh, see, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't even write down their name. It's Hollis. Interesting. Oh, I have to re-listen to the tapes. Yeah, go back to those tapes. You'll see. But I'm totally with you in that this doesn't necessarily mean that they are friendly. But if nothing else, at least if there is going to be an ongoing rivalry, we don't have to just deal with one douchey kid named Keith. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Well, and they they open. I mean, this is this is later, but I think it's easier to talk about this part at the same time. Yeah. That um, so Aubrey decides to get back at Keith for being kind of a tool, honestly, mm-hmm. and melts the snow. And we have this moment that Griffin gives us that clearly that bad role is gonna is gonna turn into a story element now and is gonna yeah. come back to haunt them. That now Keith may know that magic exists or something. Yeah. He's very suspicious. Right. So there's more to it than just this kind of random sports rivalry on the side that he could potentially have brought up in the future. But right. now there's mm-hmm. another another element to it. Yes, I feel mm-hmm. like Trav making that bad role like potentially opened up a storyline that may have not happened before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of glee there from from Griffin. Yes. I was say, you could tell how excited Griffin was for that to happen. Yes. <laughs> and that's what's really cool about this one is that there's everything potentially leads to something else versus having yeah. mm-hmm. necessarily everything plotted out already. It's Griffin going, if you right. make this choice, I can do something with it or I'm going to do something with it, which we see again later. So I do love this idea that this potentially very low-key character who wasn't necessarily going to show up or be a big deal later might now very much be a big deal later all because of a bad role that Trav didn't have to even take that he took right. of his own accord yeah. I think it was very in character for Aubrey though that she would have done something oh, completely. yeah that's her boy he's our boy now <laughs> I do love as this is happening. Jake is very quiet during it, which makes me wonder to what level is the bad blood here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he mm-hmm. is he nervous about them? Is he scared of them? You know? Yeah. I, we I will know. find out, I guess. Maybe they'll yeah. all get locked in the resort in future. In Haunted. the Shining Resort. <laughs> oh. It'll, ha- it'll be a, like a rival thing where they have to rely on each other. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. That's a good one. Although every every time somebody gets a bad role in this episode, which is fairly often, I, I was oh definitely Griffin was totally going into uh, Gendo Ikari mode. It was what I was picturing of him like stapling his hands and the, the light yeah. gl- glinting <laughs> off his glasses <laughs> as he ponders oh. evil. <laughs> Absolute villain mode. Uh, but actually, when we hop back over to the restaurant, there's this whole bit about the French onion soup and Chef Hubert. <laughs> Who I kind of want to say Hubert. <laughs> That's probably how he'd prefer you say it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, but in the story that Duck tells about this French onion soup, the the takeaway I had there, and we can unpack this more if we need to, but the takeaway I had was he has told the group then about Minerva because he talks about her very plainly to Ned. Yeah. Which we hadn't 
established before. Yeah, we hadn't. Well, actually, we don't know but, that the whole group knows. Maybe just Ned does because this right. is because this is sort of follow up to some stuff they talked about in the first episode when they were establishing character relationships. Oh, that, that those Ned and Doc had known each other for a while, so it's uh, possible mm-hmm. that they had had this conversation before, and that he may have said like, "Oh, I don't see her anymore" or something. True. We don't we don't know that for sure. So he's uh, there's still room for them to play with that um, if they decide that. You know, if Justin decides, oh, wait, I didn't quite want to do it that way or that wasn't his intent. It's a little hard to tell. Well, and in the previous episode, he's talking to Minerva and doesn't Aubrey ask who you're talking to? He's like, oh, nobody. Yeah, that was the one that Aubrey, I don't think, has any idea. Because normally he would say, like, oh, it's Minerva, Mm -hmm. my invisible friend, you know. So that was where I was getting at, was that before when we were talking about that moment where he lies Mm -hmm. and says that he's not talking to anybody, we were like, oh, so he Mm -hmm. must not have told them or they, they don't know or whatever. But then so that was why it was important to me here that in talking mm-hmm. to Ned, he says that's the first time I ignored Minerva. Mm-hmm. Because right. that yeah. establishes that I, Ned I, I knows I really like is. the idea of, yeah, that Ned knows. Yeah. But Aubrey or, doesn't. And I guess yeah. that's where we're at now with this, is that at least Ned knows. Yeah. Aubrey maybe Although he, does. And Ned may not know that Minerva is back. Uh, right. And that he he's might still not know talking that she's to her. Still around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't know that for sure. Right. I, I did enjoy that, that Justin went and pulled this kind of serious significant backstory for duck out of i i wonder if maybe they were just hungry at the time <laughs> this long conversation yeah. about french onion soup i i knew they were gonna make themselves I hungry yeah how much he thinks about it beforehand and like yeah. what what yeah. kind of food am i gonna spouse upon right now yeah. and then want so bad because it's <laughs> happened with jimmy john's it was quiznos it happened <laughs> or quiznos <laughs> Because I felt the same Can't when he was done out. talking about Quiznos. Yeah, yeah. So did you guys both want some French onion soup by the end of this? I don't think I've actually had French onion soup. Yeah, so I've no. never had it. I don't think it would be my speed. I don't like onions, so <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I have had it. It is very good. But I did not feel the need to stab my sister in the chest Not to because get of the soup. The of Maybe for something else. But defo not for the onion soup. There's so many other reasons. Yeah, like there's, why choose that? A... There are much better reasons to want to stab me, for sure. I did I did really like getting um, a cameo from their nani, though. That was extremely oh. sweet. So darling. I want her worked into the actual story. Yes, that would be awesome. Now. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, see, they were talking about doing French onion soup merchandise, and they thought they couldn't do that. If y'all want, like, plush French onion soup, you know who to call. You know exactly who to call. You could totally, and you should totally do that. I've done ramen. I've done ramen. I could probably manage French onion soup. Yeah. I say go for it. It does have that distinctive look with the cheese on the side and everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's a festive soup. (laughs) That's what you should call It it. So is there a food you would turn down saving the world for? Hmm. I don't think so. Nah. You're I mean to save the world. Yeah, I I get it as symbolism of, of yeah. the idea of there being something in life that right. you would rather have than dying because that that's definitely I think I, mean, I think that's pretty relatable. I don't yeah. I don't think for me that it would be it would probably not be food. I don't I don't have that kind of I mean I respect that really intense connection that a lot of people have with food i do not have it Mm -hmm. but it's something that i like and in the abstract i do really like hearing other people talk about food that they're passionate about yeah well and you like making plush version of it too. yes which i don't eat (laughs) 
Or does she? tried she? once, did not take. To get us back on track here, uh, to step away from our new food <laughs> podcast that we have. Um, <laughs> well, hey, it was their food well, co- podcast first. And theirs was I'm much more specific. To get us back on track to say, I think the bigger picture here with him talking about the French onion soup, I don't think it was so much about the soup as it was about him being like, this is a thing I haven't had for 18 years, and now I know that yeah. I love it. What else am I missing? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. to, to to condense our 10-minute talk we just had about food, I think that's the bigger <laughs> takeaway. But that's just me. I mean, I could be wrong. It could just be about soup. I no, I, I agree with you. I think <laughs> you're absolutely right. I just think it's funny that they did spend about 20 minutes yeah. as we spent 10 minutes talking about soup to get that point across. Sure. I, uh, yeah, if this was a Mabim Bim episode, it would definitely have been called a mostly soup-based affair. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> What else even There's no natural there? segue to root cellars, really, is there? Nope. And then, no. And then it's just root straight to the root cellar. Well, I wonder... <laughs> With no cell phones, does somebody run back to the restaurant to bust up the date to let them know that Mama woke That's up? true. The yeah, date does presumably. get busted up. Right. Well, Jake Cool Ice can just, like... Wait, maybe he did snowboard through the window, just like Ned was oh, afraid of. <laughs> maybe he did. Again, a great comedic cartoony <laughs> ski thing yes there's some things that always happen with the ski cartoon someone falls down they cartwheel down the hill losing all their clothes <laughs> uh-huh. classic someone classic and then someone breaks through the walls of the lodge somebody when they were to a giant snowball someone took yes exactly only your skis are sticking out and then you have to pour a little bit of french onion soup on them and it immediately dissolves the snowball and they're happy again. yeah <laughs> Classic. Uh, I will take this moment to quickly uh, applaud Ned's style because that that sounds dope. <laughs> anyway, back on track. Yeah, so Jake Defo, that's the story now. That's the canon now. He smashes through the giant window of this. He 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 smashed through the window of the lodge, and then they were like, "Those dudes aren't even here anymore." And he was like, "Oh, okay, gotcha." And then he <laughs> did a stunt where he took his snowboard off and ran over to the wolf ember to go. I don't think he took his snowboard off. I think he. Oh, you're saying he left it on and somehow yeah. just magically. <laughs> it's like a series you know of flips it. instead of walking. Absolutely. <laughs> Or again, just total nonsense style. He just goes, oh, thanks. And then somehow magically continues gliding toward the Wolf Amber Lodge, which is where I'm going to go with this. He backflips back Love out it. of the window. Oh, and then okay. there you go. Perfect. Any of these work Take your totally pick. in a visual manner. I mean, manner. they're all classic Jake after he got his clothes back after he went tumbling down the hill. Enjoy all these visual pearls we've just scattered about. So they... All ran back the four minutes it took to, uh, four seconds it took to get. I thought that it's four minutes. <laughs> he said it's a four minute walk. Not even a drive. Like, yeah. they didn't have to take a car. There was no van involved. Like, which does make sense then. Next door. That Aubrey did her stunt taking off her skis and just running. Which also, yeah, again, we just don't stop with the cartoonish tomfoolery over here. In my mind, means she just <laughs> left the skis sitting there and just like booked uh-huh. it. While singing, I'm already there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Talk about classic Jake. We got classic mama. Does anyone keep anything non suspicious and or creepy in a root cellar? Really? No. I mean, nobody keeps anything down there that isn't. That isn't weird. TV has taught me you only go I down mean, there if you're hiding roots. from a tornado. <laughs> that's it. I put my roots in the root cellar. I don't. I thought that's what it was for. Do you have a root cellar? No. Oh, liar! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
playing word games here now. You got me. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe she's into artisanal pickling. We don't know for sure, but it does seem awfully fishy. So she's not keeping roots or pickles. I mean, maybe she is, but we're. If so, <laughs> they're not the focus right now. She's got a dude down here. Also, it's like a little <laughs> hangout cave down here. Yeah. This is where I got a little confused. Yeah. Like the fact that Mama has a man in the basement. Mama. Mm, Mama, what are you (laughs) doing? And uh, yeah, it's just a dude. But he's like kind of feral sounding. And he's and he's restrained, although not like physically. I, I thought that was where Griffin was going to go when he started talking about the Sylvan ropes, but it's like yeah. a net. Or, right. I mean, I was picturing like a macrame curtain. Yeah, because they were describing <laughs> this kind of seventy sounding basement. Yeah, um, <laughs> rather than a net. I mean, Defo. That's I think maybe what he wanted. How he yeah. like he was thinking. He just didn't know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. What do they they see the notebook that has? Yes. Thacker's and name great on job it. to uh, to Papa wait, McElroy for remembering go. Thacker before so Griffin could even. Good. I'm very impressed. I didn't remember his name. No, if Griffin had not said that name at the beginning, no fucking Ex- clue. Yeah. Never would have remembered. That's exactly what I was thinking. If we hadn't got that little teaser tidbit nope. at the beginning, I would not have been able to pull Thacker out of anything. Never. So, way to go, Clinton McElroy. I'm extremely impressed. As were the boys. Absolutely, and they should be. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing we knew about Thacker was that he disappeared years ago. That was all Barclay had to tell us anyway. And here he is. And then we learned this whole story about how he was going to Sylvain. He was trying to study or investigate the cause behind all of these shenanigans happening. Which is really logical to find it. I mean, Mama's right here that they need a more permanent solution than just taking Mm -hmm. all of these monsters on. And especially because they don't even understand why it's happening in the first place. Right. Absolutely. Because right now, all they've been doing since holding the gate since 88 is reacting. So mm-hmm. ideally, you want to stop it before you even have to react to it, which was, it sounds like he was trying to do and didn't really get mm-hmm. anywhere. Well, when you're the only team member on the offense, yeah, that's a little spooky. Yeah. You went without your crew. <sighs> I want to know how many other humans they have. Right. In the Pine Guard. I get a, a manifest of the Pine Guard? <laughs> it kind of sounded a little bit like maybe some of the others were dead. Not just right. retired, but that maybe some of them had died. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and but even then, it's like, give me that moment in The Incredibles where it's like, here are all the supers. Oh, no, that one's dead. Oh, no, that one's dead. Yeah. Oh, no, Frozone. Protect him mm-hmm. with your life. That kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Where we get that old screen full of all their black and white pictures from the 1990s of who was in the <laughs> But I, I mean, my, my real takeaway from this conversation, since some of this stuff we kind of knew or had guessed or could have guessed, but the one thing that we hadn't discussed is that uh, Mama is right that this seems strange that they add a fire, like a fire wizard yes. to their group. And then this water monster shows up. And I'm very intrigued by coincidences not happening coincidentally, that maybe <laughs> something something is going on here, that maybe there's some sort of intelligence or intent behind these attacks, yes. that, that it's that it's not random. Right. Whatever mm-hmm. the source is, is learning and adapting. Mm-hmm. It's like an intelligent aggressor, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, ideally you want to find out who that is and stop them. But how do you do that? And now you have this disheartening news that this guy has been in Sylvain trying to find something for years. 
mm-hmm. this is one, how he is now, and two, he doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. You woof. Not so easy to solve mysteries. Yeah. Can we get Professor Layton in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? He's more puzzle-based? Damn it. Okay, he's not going to be any help. Can we get Phoenix Wright in here? Can we get a Phoenix Wright? Oh, Phoenix. Can we get all of the Sherlock Holmeses? <laughs> Listen, we're going to, here is a rally cry for all of the Sherlock Holmeses. We need Phoenix in here. We need Miles in here. Mm-hmm. I bet they were both members of the Pine Guard. I'm throwing that out there. Or they're from Sylvain. Oh. That's my new theory. Oh. We do have confirmation that one gate. Yes. That we know. Yes. Of. Yes. yes. That was so also a single gate. And it could potentially close and move somewhere else. So that's kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do want to imagine that Barclay was just, you know, he was just kind of hitchhiking around and really finding himself and just terrorizing people. <laughs> yeah. He was sowing his, sowing his oats. He was sowing his wild oats. And then Mama found him. He was like, all right. He was young Bigfoot. How old do you guys imagine Barclay to be? Just a quick question. Uh, early, probably early, early 40s. 40s. Early yeah. mid 40s, yeah. I don't know why. This is why I was like, no, he's not that much older than the kids. In my mind, I was like, oh, no, he's probably like early 30s. I don't know why. I mean, I'm fine with that, too. I mean, but that would have made him just a wee babe coming through the gate at 88. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but wouldn't that be Aww. super cute? Oh, Aww, a little, little baby, baby, baby. He was just like a little baby toddled out. He licked the crystal. They kicked him out. <laughs> they were like, no exceptions, baby. And they threw him out. <laughs> and his little sucker. Like, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, oh, no I, made, I made myself sad. <laughs> But Mama found him, and it's fine. And then he had his uh, arrogant teenage years tearing around town. That was it. There we go. We did just solve it. That was his, he was trying to find himself. He's like, God, I just nobody understands me. And then he like went like backpacking through Europe and like really just traveled around the U.S. And Mama was finally like, Come on home. And he said, Okay, you're right. This is stupid. This is dumb. <laughs> She plied him with cooking shows, cooking lessons. Uh, so now that that's been settled, the good news is... Get into the real meat of it. <laughs> we're just solving problems left and right here. So, okay, so that, though, does kind of close out the story portion here, right? What do they even end on? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then they then they have to do their kind of uh, leveling up business. Right. We do yeah, our housekeeping. These right. I think yeah. it just ends with, yeah, them... Knowing we need to get on the offensive. Yes. But we don't yeah. know how. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So whoop whoop. <laughs> and I think in terms of the way that they chose to use the this effective, like the mechanic portion of, of the lunar interlude, that Griffin decided to pull this concept of having a haven, a safe haven from the expert, but then yeah. give each of them the choice to pick an element that would mm-hmm. then form a headquarters. I thought that was really cool and interesting. It's great, yeah. It was such good collaboration too, because I think that they were they were trying to justify the choices that they made, not just for their character, but for how it would work in the story. Sure, mm-hmm. because really, without that, it's like well, Duck has a house and a station, and Ned mm-hmm. has a house slash a store, and Aubrey lives at the lodge. Yeah. So none of them are really close by. But now we do have a place where having a home base. Is... Yeah. Well, and this is where I lost the visual a little bit. All these places, this is in the cellar. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I imagine it's very big. That's insane. It's I imagine it's very, very big. Like a big basement, like takes up the entire bottom of the house, or the lodge, really, 
or at so least like a our portion mom's of basement. It, <laughs> but probably even bigger than that. But if you think about no, it, it's like nothing's entire- <laughs> bigger than our mom's basement. Does she have an infirmary or a magical library? She will when we get up there. Yes. <laughs> But if you think about how big the lodge is, and it's the basement of the lodge, yeah. need yeah. I remind you of that time that we had to go into the basement of the fucking Waterslide Palace? What is that place called? The Kalahari Resort in Sandusky. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there were tornadoes, and we all had to go into the basement. And it okay, was, fair, fair. You know fair, what fair. I mean? That was a big basement. Yes. Okay. There we go. Because when people say root cellar, you think of like a barely right. dug out. Like a dirt, dirt floor. Covered walls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a grody little tiny space. It, use your imagination. You say, this is the ooh. library. And there's like three say. books sitting on each other. <laughs> Here's the infirmary. It's just a bottle of medicine that Ned stole from the clinic. And by Ned, I mean Doug. <laughs> Ned was probably helping, honestly. Yes. If you had if you had to steal a bunch of like animal Medical, tranquilizer, yeah. do you not think that Duck would have gotten oh, Ned to help him? He defo called in the expert here. <laughs> See, I feel like he would have called Pigeon. Mm, I think he wouldn't want Pigeon to know. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, Ned knows that they're up to some shit. Pigeon just yeah. knows that like she was able to help him with something. She mm-hmm. she's like suspicious that something's going on, but I think as of yet he wouldn't want to yeah. show all of his cards that like I'm gonna borrow medical supplies from the veterinary's office from the vet's <laughs> office. Don't worry about it. Bye. Even the description of the haven and them make, coming up with it it reminds me of like how when you're a kid and you draw like your ideal room or your ideal like this is my treehouse and it's got things uh-huh. like here's the pool. And here's our sweet TV room. And there's a fireman pole in it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what Uh it reminded me of. Just, like, go wild with it. We've all done those, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. I did not put a pool in my treehouse, if that's what you were saying. And live large. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently I wasn't quite that imaginative. I don't know. In my defense, my my neighbor did have a treehouse that had cable. What? Uh, oh like God. it had a, it had a, it had cable and a closed circuit camera on the outside and like a like <laughs> yeah, a dumb waiter to bring snacks up. Yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> oh kidding. Gosh. I knew I lived next to a very very spoiled kid. Uh, yeah, you gotta love making friends with those kids. Yeah, yeah. But I did I did like that Justin intentionally kind of hobbled this infirmary idea, that even though it was kind yes. of this you know, they could do whatever they wanted pretty much that right. he chose he have to. to have it make more sense in the story and be kind of imperfect. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. It's more interesting story-wise. Yeah. And yeah. adds more flavor for it to be like, well, this is the best I could get. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it, it made sense in the story. It made sense for Ned to, to maybe stock a panic room. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody made choices that are going to be useful and interesting in the future and that fit them yeah totally fit them i love that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i have an important question yeah they have this whole line of thought about how ned's new connections system is going to work (laughs) how he's going to do that when he levels up yeah and and Griffin makes a joke about like oh you're gonna ask your fan club to come fight a mummy like at midnight uh-huh. in the parking lot. I have a question: If the McElroys went on Twitter and said like "What's up? We're fighting a mummy behind the behind the Walmart at like one a.m." Would you show up immediately? Oh my god! I'm in the park would. right now. I'm peeling out of this neighborhood. 
Because I think Griffin thinks that people would not do that. And I was like, Griffin, they would absolutely do that. Yes. Like, I mean, Griffin obviously. Griffin experienced this happening. I don't know why he thinks <laughs> it wouldn't happen. Well, I mean, I, re- I respect that, that Ned probably wouldn't ask his fan club to, like, risk probable death to fight a mummy. Sure. <laughs> it's very thoughtful and considerate. But, but I, I also think being in fandoms that probably your fans would in fact do that. I mean, for one yeah. thing, they wouldn't think it was a real mummy either. Exactly that. So, That's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. Right. If somebody yeah. asked you to fight a mummy, you'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, let's go. This sounds fun. Should I dress up? What should I be wearing? They'd, uh-huh. they'd just think it was an ARG or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like what they land on. It is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. We don't have to like dwell too much on them like with what they do, what they choose for themselves, because everybody listened to the episode. I, I wrote them down so we would remember. Duck essentially has heightened senses. Like, that's, he mm-hmm. got plus sharp. Um, sharp as attack now, that one. You got it. And Aubrey is, of course, getting more skilled at magic. She has a wider range, and it's more beneficial now. And then, yeah, Ned <laughs> gains his fan club slash his net friends. His Ned friends. His <laughs> <laughs> I heard Clint say, because when he said it, he, when he asked if they could change the name, for a second I was like, why? It's a cute name. And then Griff was uh. like, yeah, Web Buddies or whatever. And then you hear Clint say, Ned Friend. Ned. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right. Before Trav comes in and is like, it's not. I love that Trav has to like, do you think he said Ned Friends? <laughs> like, that's the special's name anyway. Like, that's what's written in the book. <laughs> it's so sweet. It's so sweet. <laughs> and now oh when they God. flip and call it the internet, which I knew that's where they were going. Yeah, I was God. just waiting for it to happen. That's so good. Oh. Well, and I'm going to bring up a funny thing that happened in this very show that we just recorded. Earlier, Brittany said he's a worldwise man, which reminded me of the world. <laughs> I feel like the internet is a worldwise man. Like, instead of a worldwide web, uh-huh. it's a WWM. Oh, dear. That's how you start all internet uh, addresses. WWM. Dot. Can't even wait to get on this internet. CryptidCafe.com. I just remembered. What's that? It's November. It's snowing. Mm-hmm. We're going to get on the Alpine. Ooh, the Alpina. Oh, yeah. yeah. Alpina? That's Alpina? True. Yeah. Alpina, yes. Alpina. Yeah, I don't even know, but I'm excited Go to see it. everyone crammed in the back. Yes, it's gonna be beautiful. Danny, as long as he doesn't up. forget, he has it. I, I, I don't think he will forget. He's been. He won't forget. He's been he's on been the been ball when it comes to vehicles. When it comes to everything, backer, you're, you're not internet. wrong. All of it. He's on it. Our internet father. <laughs> um, is there anything we missed that you want to talk about? Scan your notes. I think we got everything. Okay, then in that case, it's poll time. Uh, ding, last... ding, 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 ding. <laughs> That's the official music. <laughs> last time we asked, which shirt would you like to toss on over your swimsuit? And it was a close call between I Am Not Computers and H2O That Was Fun, but H2O That Was Fun took it. I would defo wear that. Right? Somebody get those boys on the horn. This week, <laughs> since it's the dead of summer, we want to know what's your ski resort style. We'll have that poll up over on Twitter, at Romancing Zone. 
In two weeks, we're on another date with our Trace Horny Boys, but later this week, we will be at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, and we will, all three of us, be in attendance at the the book event up at Uh the observatory. And if you spot us either wearing our podcast shirts or with an Adventure Zone puppet, possibly a new one, (laughs) we do have giveaway buttons, which I will try to keep on me the rest of the con as well. So definitely come up and say hi. We'd love to meet you. And we will for sure check you in two weeks. Till then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone. (laughs) 